Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is supported by Security Bank Philippines. You deserve better. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of The 80%. Today, pag-uusapan natin kung ano ba ang nangyari sa Philippine economy ngayong 2020. And to join us are two guests, Mr. Robert Dan Roses, who is the Chief Economist of Security Bank Philippines, and Mr. Angelo Taninko, the Research Head of SB Equities. Are you ready to listen and learn? Let's go! Hi, my name is Fitz Villafuerte at ako ay isang registered financial planner. Since 2007, nagbibigay na ako ng financial advice through my blog entitled Ready to be Rich. And I continue this advocacy through this podcast kung saan pag-uusapan natin ang mga effective strategies kung paano ba maman. Thank you for tuning in and now on to the show. Madalas ko na ngayon makita sa social media na this is it, we're already in the new normal. Of course, the pandemic is not yet over, but it's safe to say na parang nakapag-adjust na tayo sa bagong reality natin. In fact, malapit na ang matapos ang 2020. And if it were a normal year, siguro busy-busy na tayo sa pagki-Christmas shopping ngayon. For this episode, Babalikan natin ang nangyari sa ekonomiya ng Pilipinas sa panahon ng pandemya, And we'll try to see what lies ahead for us. I'm Robert Dan Roses. You can call me Dan. I'm the economist for Security Bank. And also, I belong to the Treasury Group. I'm Angelo Taninko, or Jello. I'm the research head of SB Equities, the stock brokerage arm of Security Bank. You just heard the voices of Dan Roses and Jello Taninko. They're both from Security Bank Philippines at sila ang magiging resource natin for today. Naisip ko kasi, maganda na from experts talaga tayo kukuha ng insights. So, as my first question to them, I asked, How was the Philippine economy pre-pandemic? I mean, kumusta ang Pilipinas nung natapos ang 2019 until the first two months of 2020? Here's Dan and Jello. Approaching 2020, no, everybody was looking ahead into the trajectory that we were uh, in the six percent growth for the next two to three years, no, and uh, likely beyond that, no. So what we were in pre-pandemic was a direction wherein we were one of the fastest growing economies in the region. We had a very stable stock market. Production was chugging along. Uh, we had a stable trade level. We thought uh, Taal was the worst of it. 
uh, pero ano pala no start pa lang pala yon no na, na, na uh, what 2020 will be no it was just a warning shot no so yon so after that all forecasts went down the drain no uh, and it's uh, we're living history at the moment uh, yes uh, dan was correct no that uh, 2019 was really uh, a period when uh, the market was very optimistic about the outlook for the economy uh, because uh, we had a strong uh, economic growth at 6%. Uh, last year, uh, inflation was relatively low uh, within the central bank's target range uh, and manageable. Uh, fiscal deficit was also relatively low. So government was able to have a good uh, fiscal management in terms of collecting revenues and in terms of uh, spending for much-needed projects like infrastructure. Uh, and the external sector of the economy, in terms of foreign reserves, uh, in terms of the trade deficit, were also both manageable. So no wonder our uh, credit standing was good to the eyes of the rating agency. So we were entering 2020 uh, with a solid uh, financial and economic fundamentals. So, okay naman pala ang economy ng Philippines nung umpisa ng taon. Sayang lang talaga at nangyari itong pandemic. In any case, of course, there's no use in spending more time on what could have been. At mas importante na, tingnan natin kung nasaan na tayo ngayon. I asked Dan and Jello, how resilient was the economy during this pandemic? And what type of recovery are they seeing for the country? In terms of resilience, um, some sectors remain challenged. No? So we keep hearing about this recovery, kung V-shape or Nike swoosh or, or L-shape. No? Um, but if we take a look at the sectors, ang nakikita namin, baka K-shape, no? meaning mayroong ibang sectors that will recover. Uh, some will likely be not recovering as what we would like to see. Chief of that will be, for example, tourism. Uh, recovery, speaking of recovery, you know, uh, that actually depends on how fast uh, our confidence is restored. No? So, yun nga, at least lumabas na yung vaccine news. So, we have essentially shifted from fear to some semblance of hope, at least. You know? so, so, that's a good sign. No? But uh, the scarring has been deep. So likely the recovery can might still be gradual at the moment no? because a lot of sectors have been hit, especially airlines for one. But some sectors have remained resilient. For example, you have telco. Lifeline natin yan eh, ngayon eh. No? So uh, the, the resiliency is mixed. Are there sectors that were actually not so much affected by this pandemic? Meron ba? Ano ba? Jello, may nakita ba tayo? <laughs> well, uh, yung mga tiyatawag natin na defensive sectors, ito yung uh, kahit bumagsak ang ekonomiya or it goes up, uh, they are still doing uh, uh, stable uh, operations. So, like for example, telecom. Uh, in the past, even during when the economy was uh, down, the telecom sector was still relatively good 
and especially now because of the work from home arrangement that uh, led led us to demand more telecom services uh and then another of course is power so th- these are some of the relatively more resilient and in fact lumabas yung uh, third quarter gdp and uh it's still down uh by a double digit but not as deep versus the second quarter so the second quarter we think w- would be the worst and that it has already uh we think that we have already bottomed out from the second quarter so there is some improvement already in the that we saw in the third quarter but not yet uh pronounced because uh we still have the pandemic we still have the quarantine restrictions uh, although it's still being eased but it's done in a calibrated and a gradual manner so uh slowly but surely we're moving up uh but there are still several sectors that are being a uh, challenge so dan mentioned tourism tourism in fact is a cross cutting sector it affects uh, accommodation food services uh travel so and it accounts for about close to 13% of the country's gdp because it encompasses uh, various sectors no so talking about for example food services it's still down because government regulations allow for limited uh, seating capacity and likewise people are still scared to dine in uh, they still go into the online uh, delivery but uh, it's not, not enough to meet fully the needs of the restaurants so food traffic is down uh, so no wonder malls are still not doing good uh, but slowly but surely if we have uh, revived our confidence and if quarantine restrictions are eased then we think that this can uh, lead towards a better econ- economy now what about the banking sector Pareho silang galing sa Security Bank and I'm curious as to how it has been for the industry. It's a more resilient uh, industry than compared to, let's say, back in 2008 and 9 uh, when there was a global financial crisis or even uh, back in the late 1990s when there was an Asian financial crisis. So gone are the days when you have these kinds of banking crises because of low capitalization. We have learned from the past So the banks are now more capitalized. They have they are more equipped, and they are uh, able to better manage the risks. So under this condition, that's why the banking system is still relatively resilient. In fact, uh, the third quarter shows the financial industry as the best sector performer across all industries uh, under the GDP data. To summarize what they just said. The economy has generally been resilient this year. There are industries that have remained strong and stable. But unfortunately, may mga sectors such as the travel and tourism industry na talagang bumagsak at mukhang matagal pa before makabawi. And thus, the K-shaped recovery that they're saying. And also, I think it's good news to hear that the worst is probably over. Here are more insights from Jello. One key barometer is the stock market. It's a bellwether. It's a forward-looking market. So recently, we saw the market rallying. Uh, most recent 
was because of the vaccine trial uh, results from Pfizer announcing that uh, their candidate vaccine is more than 90% effective. So because of that, the market reacted. It, it jumped by 5% and, and it breached 7,000. Uh, first time it uh, went above 7,000 since February. So the market is now becoming optimistic and especially for next year uh, because it looks at a one-year horizon. When do you see the GDP going up to positive numbers? Would it be by the end of the year or first quarter next year, second quarter? What do you think? For fourth quarter, uh, it's still going to be negative. No? It's yung GDP kapse that's reported year on year. So if we compare it with last year, of course, it's going to be negative still. So that's why it's also important to look at, uh, at the moment, to look at the quarter on quarter changes. No? And what uh, we're seeing is that if you look at quarter on quarter, nagi improve naman, no improvement. No? Uh, it's just that uh, it's gradual because. Uh, there's some support uh, that needs to be made, no? Um, but it's improving, no? This, there's that. And likely positive siya next year because of the base effect again, no? Um, and also a faster trajectory because of the development uh, in the va- vaccine front. So we're confident that it's going to be negative next, uh, positive next year, uh, likely around second quarter, but likely the absolute growth level might still be lower than 2019 because recovery takes time. No? Uh, we might surpass the 2019 uh, level by 2022. That's still our conservative estimate. No? But uh, you guys, all signs are pointing to a positive rebound, at least starting by the second half of next year. I've actually heard other economists say the same that our GDP will rebound to positive numbers by second quarter next year. In other matters, I asked Jello on what he thinks will be the effect of the U.S. election results to the country, or how will a Joe Biden presidency affect the Philippine economy? Well, uh, I'd like to think that the, there would be stronger and better uh, economic relation between the Philippines and the U.S. Uh, under the Biden administration. Uh, historically, Regardless if the U.S. president is Democrat or Republican, uh, the economy of the Philippines has been doing pretty well. I mean, especially for the last decade, growing by uh, around more than 6%. So this was under Obama uh, and then of, uh, followed by uh, Donald Trump. So even under the time of Trump, uh, the Philippines did pretty well. We had this conversation before Typhoon Raleigh and Ulysses hit the country. And unfortunately, these typhoons has caused massive loss of lives and property in the Philippines. So, that's something to consider right now when it comes to how soon our economy could actually recover. In any case, I asked Jello, what's his outlook for the stock market in 2021? And he says this. The stock market, uh, of course, is looking at a uh, better prospects next year because, uh, one, it's now believing more strongly that there will be a vaccine 
next year. Two, that the quarantine restrictions will likely be eased further. Uh, if you look at the government stance at the moment, it's now looking at the risk management approach versus in the previous months when it was at the risk-averse mode. So meaning to say, they were still trying to build up the healthcare capacity in the previous months. But now they have built that up. The healthcare capacity is better. So which means that the government can now relax further the restrictions. Uh, malls will, of course, uh, they have been hit hard by the crisis because of low traffic, uh, foot traffic. But next year, because of uh, ease in quarantine restrictions and improvement on uh, consumer mobility, more public transportation will be offered. Then uh, you'll expect more people in the malls back, uh, by next year. Similarly, uh, let's say OFWs will again uh, go back to their normal uh, livelihood. More seafarers, for example, will be deployed. Uh, then this will increase remittances, which in turn uh, will support residential investment. So again, the property developers will benefit from this. Uh, banking will also benefit because you will now have a more active economy. And with a more active economy, then there will be more borrowers and there will be more savers, there will be more investors. So that bodes well for the banking system. And still, we are dependent on telco services. So, of course, we are a new norm, under a new normal where you'll have more pe- workers under a work-from-home arrangement. Uh, so broadband uh, services will, of course, be strong. And, and there's also still mobile services. People will still uh, tap more of these kinds of telco services. So we think that the telecom sector will likewise uh, do better uh, next year. But how about the global economy? What's their outlook for the coming months? Here's Dan to share his thoughts. Yung nangyayaring lockdown sa Europe uh, recently, you know, that's a red flag. Uh, we have to watch out for that because uh, that could likely affect the nascent recovery that we are seeing. No? So recently, there have been an uptick in terms of production, in terms of trade. No? It, it, it was improving. Hopefully, they recover faster. No? And I think the European Central Bank has said that even though nag-lockdown sila, it won't be as bad as what they experienced last spring. So that means that they are geared towards a faster reopening. China China actually is anyway, recovering. Eh. Um, they've actually gone out of a uh, negative growth rate. Uh, they'll likely be the only country in the world this year that will hit their target of 6%. Um, consumption is has returned in China, no? and China being one of the larger trade partners of, of most of the countries, that's going to be uh, very good as well uh, in terms of lifting or supporting uh, the global recovery. Electronic trade, uh, as we're seeing, uh, has been going up because of the demand for components that have that help people do work from home there's a large demand for uh, electronic products. So that helps uh, countries who are involved in the supply chain, including the Philippines. And that also includes uh, raw materials coming in from Indonesia and and Thailand. So the prospects are good for for the global economy, but will likely be, uh, will still be negative for this year, except for China. 
Uh, and of course, yeah, there's nowhere to go but up after what we experienced. Our time was almost up at this point, and it felt reassuring to know that we're heading towards better days in terms of our economy. To end our conversation, I asked Dan and Jello for some advice that they can share for Filipino investors today. First, here's Dan, and then later on, Jello for his tips. As a personal investor also, no, diba? we keep hearing, okay lang ka ba papasok sa stock market? No? Pag, tsaka na, pagmura na, gano'n, pagmababa na. No? I think, it, now is the time. No? Ito na yung once in a lifetime uh, uh, pagkakataon to to do that. No? Diba? Kasi we keep hearing that. Eh. Ako, um, admittedly, I haven't been too active uh, in buying equities until this pandemic. No? Because uh, prices have... Uh, prices are low. Yeah. So um, and if you graph it kasi no if you took if, if you take a look at the PSEI index um siguro since 90s you'll see that the trend is really going up no. So when you go into the stock market no I think uh, you, you should be in it for the long run especially now. So so in my view la no now is the best time to to enter uh, the stock market no if if you're looking for a high yielding investment well, of course, it's good to have a healthy mix pa rin, no? uh, something to balance your portfolio. So equities will always be high risk, high return. So you also need to, you also want to uh, have uh, bonds in your uh, portfolio. No? Also, index funds, I think, uh, will be a very good strategy because it mimics how the PSEI moves. No? So that, that will be very good to include in your portfolio mix. Sabi nga ni Churchill, do, do not let a good crisis go to waste. No, So um, uh, it's a very good time to enter the market. Yeah, I, I also like to add, uh, for your listeners out there, check out our uh, investment and trust products as well. Uh, we have UITF, uh, we, we have fixed income securities, we have uh, investment management accounts. No? Uh, the, the funds that we manage actually have very good yields. Uh, have very good returns, no? so it's available or, or the prospectus is available in our website, no? www.securitybank.com.ph. Uh, for investors out there who are looking uh, for better opportunities, so I think uh, you have to look at the, your risk tolerance and then the trends in the market. So, for example, the stock market is now rallying since it bottomed out last uh, April. So with that, you might want to, of course, invest in certain stocks or, of course, in certain uh, sectors that you are comfortable with or you have a good understanding of. No, Don't just put your money in an investment that you don't understand, especially the risks. So, But that requires uh, regular reading of news, uh, looking at some data, uh, not just Philippines, but also global. Or you can, of course, tap a fund manager that can be the one to, to manage your portfolio. And then, of course, you'll have to look at the different types of uh, assets and allocate uh, appropriately depending on your risk profile. So if you are more risk tolerant, then uh, you can have more equities in your portfolio. Or if you are more risk averse, then perhaps more bonds in your portfolio. It boils down to your risk appetite and your outlook on certain companies, certain financial assets, uh, and certain, uh, and in the macro, of course, especially on bonds, because it has 
uh, the macro side, the economic outlook side would have a bearing on, on the performance of, of bonds, especially government uh, securities. Well, of, of course, our uh, contact details you know, are very are fully available in the website. And that uh, we have our sales team uh, who are, of course, uh, looking at the interests of uh, retail investors and not just uh, institutional investors. And once you become a client of uh, SP Equities, then you will uh, get access to, say, our advisory services, including research, various reports from our equity analysts who are assessing more closely certain companies or stocks. And also we have our economist, uh, Dan here, who will give us a, a, a better picture of the macro uh, environment and also the interrelationship amongst uh, certain financial markets, ranging from equities to bonds and currencies. So our stock brokerage belongs to the security bank family, but the security bank itself has a wide range of resources, including branches who have investment experts and, of course, wealth managers who can provide a wide array of, of our financial investment products and opportunities. This year has been difficult for everyone, not just in the Philippines, but for everyone around the world. If there's anything that 2020 has taught us about personal finance, it's how essential it is to learn and practice good money habits. Because during these challenging times, it is when we realize the value of having savings, the necessity of managing our cash flow, and more importantly, having the knowledge, skills, and the courage to seize investing opportunities. Time and again, markets eventually recover. And as it has always been, Today is the best time to invest. Remember that the risk is not when markets are down and you pulled out. The real risk is when the market is going up and you're not part of it. If let's say you join the stock market now and the market rallies uh, significantly over the next couple of years, after a few years' time, then uh, you will look back and say, well, I did not regret my decision. But it has to be a, a smart decision. It has to be an educated decision. And that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. Kung may natutunan kayo today, then please follow or subscribe to The 80% and invite nyo na rin ang mga friends nyo to listen to our podcast. Acknowledgement goes to Security Bank Philippines for supporting this episode. And thank you to Mr. Dan Roses, the Chief Economist of Security Bank, and Mr. Jello Taninko, Research Head of SB Equities, for sharing their insights with us. For comments and suggestions, you can always message me on Twitter or Instagram. My username is at broadfits. Or you can go to our show notes, which you can find at bit.ly slash the 80% and leave a comment there. That's it. My name is Fitz Villafuerte. See you in our next episode. Goodbye for now. Take care and stay safe. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 